there, gents. I think uh, <coughs> give or take, it'll be thereabouts. I think, uh, as usual, we'll give our fantastic fans just a, just a few minutes to join us as we warm up the vocal cords. You got a warm up vocal there, Nick, to get the old um, throat warmed up. Oh, look, I just want to say good evening, Nathan. Good evening, Shane. Or good morning if you are uh, tuning in via our European networks, our yeah. uh, across the Americas. I uh, hope everyone's safe. We're all in this together. And in Australia, for those of you who are tuning in from um, abroad, everything here is going swimmingly, apart from the great state of Victoria where three quarters of the competition that we discuss uh, reside, but not, not currently. So anywho, Shane, are you with us or are you uh, just tending to Stevie the bird? No, no, I'm, I'm with you. Just have to uh, pour a, a nice fresh one of our, uh, of our great uh, local ale. So good evening, gentlemen. Uh, what a, another week of footy and chaos and late night flights and private jets and all that sort of stuff. It sounds like it's just a, oh, a very fun environment. It's an hour should go very quickly, boys. It's yeah, it's it's all uh, it's all been happening. So uh, welcome, ladies and gents. As Nick rightfully pointed out, from around the world, we have our global audience, raving fans. Welcome to Up and About Podcast. Uh, Nick, always looking well. Shane, your hats are quickly becoming um, the main attraction of the show. But uh, Shane, what's happening, brother? You good? I'm very well, mate. Very well. Yep. Um, obviously, safe and well up here in in sunny Queensland. Um, and uh, another another great week of footy um, that's just just been, but um, also the the big return of community footy. I'm sure you'll be able to talk about that shortly, Nico. But um, all very exciting. Um, loving to be alive. It's, it's great. Amen. And let's keep it in context, gents. We are alive. You know the sky's not falling down. It's a real pain in the ass at the moment uh, for our Victorians as well. But Nick, you're looking exquisitely um, high in the IQ levels there with your books in the background and your fantastic uh, designer frames there. So uh, welcome to yourself, brother. Are you good? Thanks, Nathan. I'm really well. I'm very much looking forward to diving in and discussing all things football, which really encompasses all things global health, wealth, uh, the world economy, who's in the World Health Organization, who's out of it, um, what's the next virus that's being uh, conducted what's the next um social justice issue that we're going to all jump on board is greta thunberg do we go to her country uh we will do yeah I'll, I'll get on to yeah so, so so good on you i'm not sure if she could you need electricity to tune into us i'm not quite sure if she would be able to pick up on uh, on this podcast because she's very clean like fm or something like that nico yeah, but she might be just housing herself near something that might have a, a boom of us through where an echo might just become a residual penetration through our ears. So, no, good on her. She's just, I've just thought I'd just mention her because no one's mentioned her for a while. But um, that's been a big week. How was your week, Nathan? Mate, my week was all right. I might jump in here. I'm up and about, about. Uh... I think life, to be honest. I think everyone's a little bit doom and gloom at the moment, which is fair enough to a degree. Uh, but I'm loving it, mate. I'm absolutely loving it. So, um, you know, you got the house here, a bit more freedom. Uh, work's going good. You boys are great. So I'm up and about life. Um, Nico, what are you up and about about? 
I might just uh, jump in on that one as well. It's it's very exciting, uh, and we're very fortunate living where we do. So I'm up and about uh, about where I live because we at the moment things are in check in Queensland, particularly in the southeast, uh, in check to a point where Shane alluded to before. We got community footy back this week. Um, uh, most people are pretty much back to normal with their workplaces. We've got pubs and nightclubs open. I think that um, I'm not going to get political and say what a great job um, anyone in authority has done. I think the general population deserves to give themselves a, a high elbow, give themselves a high elbow, get that elbow up nice and high and go bang. Uh, well done, Southeast Queensland. Shane, what are you up and about about? I'm up and about about every, I think every game that we watched across the weekend and even in common media, it seems to be this fascination from all the regular commentators to talk about a team being up and about in a game. I don't know if you heard it, guys, but yeah. Wayne yeah. said it, Hutto said it. Um, there were teams that were on a, uh, on a on a bit of a run. They showed a little bit of extra energy, a bit of intensity at the pill. Um, the pressureometer was right up and every single bloody time they gave us a free plug. So good on you guys. Keep it up and... Uh, Send us those uh, send us those goodies, Fox Footy, because we are ready and we are primed. Well, it makes sense, mate. Everyone's jumped on Matty Rao. We'll get into that in a minute. But um, so why not? Why not uh, put all your stocks into the Up and About podcast? It just makes sense. But um, gents, let's jump into the long bomb. Uh, and I think <laughs> I giggle because um, I still reckon everyone thinks we're full of shit when we say we've just jumped on 30 seconds ago. Actually, today, Shano, we can proudly say that it was six minutes, I think. Yep. And I Six. still couldn't get the technology to work. So no. here some sort of alternate method, but 7.24 in uh, uh, the yep, our time, uh, the board time. So excellent effort. By us too. Nick, Nick, of course, was a little bit late to the party, but usually that's me, so fair enough. Um, look, gents, the long bomb this week. Let's go into, it's got to be Victoria. It's got to be the hubs. It's got to be all that, you know, the chaos in the AFL uh, landscape. Um, who's playing who in six weeks' time? Who bloody knows? But, um, Nick, you're very passionate on this one. Um, I guess just just what's your overall take? Uh, for, for me, West Coast just hitting, um, hitting their straps. You know, were they getting excited at the idea of going home at some point? I don't bloody know. But um, for yourself, mate, Victoria closed for business uh, for the short while moving forward so how big of an impact does this make on certain teams um for yourself i think it's huge as the understatement isn't it i think that you've got every single club is going to be affected in some way shape or form um through hubbing and uh flying in and flying out on the same day to play a game of footy if and i'm usually very excited and positive about the way things have been done. I'm really nervous, and I might have said it last week, I'm really nervous about where the season might head. I do know that we discussed the short quarters and that being you know, not attractive football and some issues around that, but the reason why the quarters were shorter was to deal with the situation that we have right now. We need to get into two, two and a half games of football for a club in, in a week. So I'm talking four-day turnarounds. We need to cram as much action as we can because I'm certainly fearful that um, I know there's people trying to flee the great state of Victoria and some will get caught, some will get through. But if we as a country get a second wave of this, it's going to be all over. They'll pull the pin straight away. So I'm nervous about that, Shane. 
I'm really nervous about it because I know that the footy club that I support, although the start hasn't been as good as what I would have hoped, I think that we're still in the mix. Obviously, it's early days, but we're still up there for a chance and a premiership's a premiership. But will we actually get to a grand final? Will we get there? We'll get That's there, the yeah. We'll get Give me some positivity, Tone. Give me some positivity. Absolutely. And look, the, the, the sheer reality is that an AFL fixture has not been equal since, I don't know when, ever, possibly ever. Um, we haven't played um, teams once. We haven't played an even number of, of um, you know, home and senior games against people that finished an equivalent place in the ladder last year. So in terms of them trying to get every team to play another team once, you don't have to. Just, just ditch that. Get rid of it. Um, I know I talked about it a couple of weeks ago about the conference model, and I think it's it's there is a there is a high likelihood that that will have to come about. There might be you you boys over in the west um, as of next week with Geelong. Um, there'll be the two WA sides. There'll be the two Adelaide sides. There you go. There's six. So that's it's a third of the of the, the country taken care of in the western states. Um, Sydney might have six. Uh, Queensland, South East Queensland might have six. Um, they'll make it work. They have to. Um, the A-League's kicking off. Uh, rugby League's up and about. It's it's all happening. So it would be uh, it would be diabolical for the AFL not to finish a season in some fashion. I think that's it. And you hit the nail on the head there, brother, as far as finishing a season or getting some resemblance of some sort of product out there. Um, I haven't kept up with it, gents, but is there any talk on uh, any sort of impact with sponsorships, any sort of impact with, um, you know, TV rights or that kind of stuff? Well, the TV rights was the big thing that uh, I know that the reason why round one went ahead was was purely a financial decision um, in terms of getting that first payment in and, and locked away. I know that Channel 7 have signed on and extended the deal. Foxtel haven't extended the deal, haven't extended the licence, and there's been some reduction in um, in, in that whatever the, the total figure was. Shane, you can help me out here. That's been a reduction in that being... Oh, yeah, mate. Uh, yeah, de- delivered. Yeah. It's been delivered this year. Well, it's well. Here's, here's some cold hard facts for you. I know that the, the organisation that runs things up here, AFL Queensland, they're operating at 15% staff. So that's, that's, say 75. that's 85% of people who don't have their jobs. It's 85% of people who aren't getting paid at the moment. Um, I'm not sure what that looks like. I know I know at head office in Melbourne that they were reluctant to release how many people were not in a job based on, I guess, people how many people are in there with jobs of substance. And that's, that's harsh to say. I'll use this as an example. Um, my barber, uh, the great man, Theo, probably doesn't listen to this. Um, or watch it, whatever you might do. But he came with a great point when Barbershop coronavirus started. Well, do a quick shout out. We'll get the Karina Barbershop there on Old Cleveland Road. Good on you, Theo. Um, I'm due for one. I'm due for one. And if uh, <laughs> if if Josh if Josh Brown's watching, they actually Velcro a new piece on every time I go in, Josh. If you uh, are watching, but but what Theo said, and this is it, it, it sounds humorous, but. This is the great leveler, isn't it, at the moment with, with where things are at because you really see what's essential when you speak about essential workers and, and things. But he spoke about the, the real estate industry. Um, and probably 25 years ago, you had the real estate agent would come to your house, Nathan, and he would uh, give you a price. You'd negotiate, what do we think we're up with this? What are we going to sell? We would agree, we signed a contract. It's still the same male or female that's gone into your home. He or she would then take some photos. He or she would then 
go to the boot of their car, pull a sign out, and then hammer in the front, you for sale, and away you go. That's now three people's jobs. So you've got the real estate agent who's doing these wing, bat, you know, whizbang videos on social media with the doing the nice set in the scene and that type of thing. So there's a videographer who's doing the videoing, and then you've got the, the photographer who's doing the photos. Then you've got the groundskeeper who's punching the sign in the ground. Um, is that sustainable? It's not. So where does that fit with what we're talking about? There's probably people who have been in jobs in footy that have just been gathering dust and getting away with it. So if we just level it all down, we filter the money back to where it should be, which is grassroots and to the people putting on the show, which is the players. So yeah, give the players a little bit more, particularly after this year with what they're going through. I've spoken for too long here. Someone else chip I love in. It. Uh, tea, for, tea, tea for me tonight too, boys. Tea. Oh, geez. Cheers. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on the old waters. Cheers to the uh, cough, which is not COVID. But, um, yeah, Shane, we'll bring you in. But let's just jump into the games then because me personally, I could talk about it for the next three hours. Uh, anyway, um, St Kilda, getting it done over Carlton. Good game. Good game, absolutely. Come straight in, brother. Talk us through. Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm heading down to, to Metricon on Saturday to see my first one. game for the year. It's going to be going to be very hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on, hang on. I, know, I know i know but the saints on thursday they were excellent they um yeah the the blues had come off a couple of good wins they were um they were a little bit off but the the saints pressure and the the delightful surrounds of the lounge room there at um at, um at etihad or whatever you call it these days marvel um they were solid they were quick um their recruits keep getting it done and um we, we have to put it together. We're traveling. We're, we're the only team on the Sunshine Coast, so we'll take that long, long, glorious bus drive down to Bruce and onto the M1 on the weekend and um, get down to Metricon. But, um, no, they were um, they were excellent, and they seem to have um, settled very nicely up there at Noosa. How did you um, how did you send us the invite, Shane, for Metricon? Nick, have you got yours? No, I uh, didn't get an invite, but I think Shane would be aware that with community football back, I'll be preoccupied on on Saturday, but it's good to see Shane. You're heading down to Metricon. It's a stadium that so you're very you're very familiar with. You'd have been there a few times to watch the Suns. <laughs> Me, yeah, yes, you'd have been there a few yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. I, the, the last time I was there was to watch the Big Bash, and the time before that might have been 1988 in the the Mitsubishi van, um, getting out of a boggy car park after watching the Bears hit it out. So. <laughs> It wouldn't have, if if Grey Grey took it, it wouldn't have been the night that the great Peter Dacos jagged 10. He hit 13, actually, did he? Oh, did 10? Lenny? Lenny will jump on and Lenny, tell us. Lenny, Lenny will jump on. <laughs> um, yeah, Shane, mate, you guys are looking the goods. Uh, I asked a question last week. I mean, Carlton, you know, they came out here, to be fair, and, uh, you know, they've got a lot of improvement. Um, but St Kilda, mate, top four side, yes or no? Uh, top six. Has that crept up since? Did you say eight last week? Is that crept it was top up? eight last week? Look, yeah, yeah. I listen, Kilda man, you never ever count your chickens. It's yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Um, all right, speaking of counting your chickens, uh, Nico, you were very vocal in saying your chickens were not counted pre-season, um, and luckily, so uh, Collingwood going down. Not one of us picked this to Essendon. Uh, Essendon, to be fair. Um, I haven't seen them play this good for a very, very long, long, long time. So um, very good to see the Essendon fans out there. Um, Nico, mate, talk us through it. (laughs) This is difficult because it's, um, 
it was not good to watch, and I think we were sending a few messages throughout the course of the evening through this one. What I don't understand is if you're a small forward, whether you're in the side for defensive backs or whatever, if you get the football within 30 metres, you have a shot at goal, don't you? Like, surely you do. And if, and if Nathan Buckley as a coach is telling people who you've got two or three things to do and you can't do X, Y, and Z, you're taking away the player's natural ability. I'm talking about, I'm talking about uh, young Brown, young Callum Brown. How many times did he get the ball within 30 metres of goal and uh, just chose to do something just absolutely ridiculous? Uh, it was doing my head in, and I was letting you boys know about that. Um, I'm worried about Jack Crisp, really worried. I mean, he's been one of the pickups. He was the steak knives in the uh, in the Dane Beams uh, deal, the first deal that sent uh, Dane Beams to Brisbane, um, and he's been off. I just I think that Collingwood are maybe suffering for a bit of complacency. Um, they must be because at selection they're complacent every time they pick Mason Cox, um, and that's that's if you've just got to be honest, like you've, you've got to be honest with people because why pussyfoot around it? It's not uh, it's not racist to say he's from a different background and he just uh, he's, he's clearly out of his depth he is struggling uh, and the difficulty that he has is when you when you come from a background you don't sometimes you don't, haven't gone through that adversity to dig your way out of it um he can't catch a cold dare i say he, he could get thrown into housing commission in fitzroy and not catch coronavirus that's how bad he's going <laughs> right so uh yes yeah, so <laughs> the letters will come in but i love reading them um Stringer obviously had a day out, but uh, at a cost, could be up to three months out. Um, Shane, mate, what are your thoughts here, mate? Um, you know, Essendon, I think moving forward, if they can play that type of brand of footy, um, then, you know, I think they'll scrape finals. But um, obviously Stringer is a massive, massive blow. He he was huge on Friday night. And I, I obviously... In I, the gut. Oh, in the guts. Isn't, isn't that just comedic? The guy was the best on ground and they're talking about being a little bit uh, a little bit rotund around the, the belly, but he dominated. Um, when he's on, he is uh, one of the most dangerous propositions going around. So uh, that would be a huge loss. He He's a bit of a barometer for that mob. Um, goes into midfield and pinch hits and then gets down and um, causes chaos in the 50. But um, yeah, the, the Dons are a, a lot more accountable around the fleet, a lot more physical. And that's also with yeah, no Joe Danaher, no Zach Merritt, no Dyson Heppel, um, some of their prime movers. So um, I still can't see them making the eight, but uh, they, were, they were excellent against a, a fairly, fairly dour pie side. I think uh, Essendon to make the eight, they've got to kick as straight as they did uh, in this game, 10-3. So um, same scoring opportunities as Collingwood, but Collingwood kicked 7-6. So we've, we've touched on this and uh, might just throw in a humble brag. I think some of the more... Um, I won't say popular, but some of the uh, commentators that have a much broader uh, platform to speak from, they're all just starting to jump onto the straight kicking bandwagon. But uh, your boys here brought it to you back in 1976, that was. But um, What just happened? What just happened? Are we, uh, are we on? I think we are on, mate. Uh, uh, Shane, stop talking about, um, you know, teams that can't kick too well, but are doing all right anyway. West Coast seemed to kick it up a gear, especially in the second half, getting it done against Sydney, who didn't look too bad, to be fair, but um, Sydney just don't know how to finish a game. The only team that does know how to finish a game more than Sydney, Melbourne. But Shane, kick us off, mate, this one. Where are you putting West Coast? Are they back, are they back in the frame? They are, absolutely. They never left the frame. Um, they were... 
they were uh, they were disappointed the last couple of matches down there um, against uh, you know, probably at the top two sides, Port Adelaide and Brisbane. Um, <clears throat> but they kicked it in the gear. The second half, in particular, um, they were playing with some some freedom, some fluency. There was gap was was coming good. Um, Kelly played his, his best um, best half of the the season by quite a distance. Um, down forward, they were dangerous. Liam Ryan and, and Cripps were getting around Darling and Kennedy. So it's still such a dangerous proposition. They've got so much talent across the field. Um, so they'll be um, very excited to be home. I'm sure they'll be settling in nicely. And um, that was a, a pretty impressive performance by the Eagles. Yeah, nice. And uh, Nico, Lenny's just jumped in, brother. You see that one? Oh, yeah, it is. Good on your Lamardo, 13. I thought I'd just second guess myself. I said 10 and I went 13. I just saw Buddy Franklin and heard Hutto's voice. So I, got, I got confused, so I apologise. Um, I should have, as a diehard magpie man, 13. Something that his son will never do. Kick 13. Maybe 13 touches. Anyway. Um, I thought to you, Nico. He's been good. Joshy boy. Yeah, but you're an AFL footballer. You didn't, don't be good. Be great. Be great. There's plenty of good foot. Shane, there's plenty of good footballers running around on Saturday afternoons at local level, including ones that are portly, like Jake Stringer. Like that's the, I, I know we're going back over what you said, but Jake Stringer, he he just looks like just he's just come out of a bar, like slobbish sort of. Um, could have had a couple of darts and a couple of meat pies at half time. I think it's fantastic. Like who cares? <laughs> like, look at look at look at look at, look at rugby league. Look at rugby league. Some of those blokes <laughs> wear uh, they're wearing extra small. Uh, jerseys, jumpers, whatever you want to call them. They just look like slobbish pigs of humans and behave like it as well. But just because of the climate, they can't go and temper that behavior. But anyway, it's not like, it's not like he just had come from a pipe or a, or a, or a dark room with lots of uh, seedy hanging tobacco. No, I think Pendles was just sort of near him saying, oh, mate, I've got a basketball background. So just, uh, just keep your distance. It's like a, like a, a three-point free throw situation. But West Coast beat – so my wrap-up of the game so we can right. move on. West Coast, um, that's one you would have penciled in at the start of – well, not penciled in, you would have penned it in. And the only reason why people had any second-guessing is because of their form. But we don't be fooled. Sydney are no good. They've got no Ruckman now. Uh, they're no good. But I will say a big Joshy Kennedy, not the BOG Josh Kennedy from Sydney, Josh Kennedy from West Coast. What's I know he's got a, that awkward little kick, but gee, some of his uh, shots on goal on the weekend were disgraceful. Again, for an AFL footballer, he's in the side to kick goals. Um, unless he was, if he was playing for Collingwood, he'd be in the side to just do one or two things inside forward fifty. And kicking goals would not be one of them because that's obviously what Bucks has got going on there. <laughs> what do you think? Of, what, did, what did you think of your sons, Nathan, down at? Uh, GMHBA Stadium there in the uh, the milestone match for the two legends in Selwood and Ablett. Uh, look, I thought it was a very, very brave effort from the boys. Uh, it's good to see um, that they dug deep. I think for myself, um, the most pleasing thing to see was uh, when Matty Rowell, unfortunately, um, got taken out or, or taken off with the shoulder injury. The Suns didn't capitulate. You know, they kept going. Um, so that was the most pleasing thing for myself to see. So showing a little bit of maturity and I think a little bit more trust, uh, not just in the process, but in their teammates. So um, good segue, Nick Geelong, in the end being, uh, I wouldn't say panting, but being extremely dominant. Had they kicked a little straighter, then, you know, fair enough. But um, a big one for, uh, you know, Ablett and Selwood. So 3350 absolute legends of the game. Gary Ablett, I'm a uh, massive, massive fan of. Um, so what well on there. Gaz, uh, Shane, mate, what are your thoughts on this one? Any, any takeaways? Actually, before we bring you boys into it, I'm going to jump out here and say it. 
there is no reason that Matt Rouse shouldn't be given the rising star. He should take it out on account of his absolute dominance in the games that he did play. So, uh, Nick, you, you spoke. You, Go on. You playing your short pass early. That would be, that would be a good short pass. 100%. No, I'll just say it again. It doesn't matter. So, Nick, um, what's your take on that? And that very simple I, statement. Okay. No, I completely agree. He's by far the best first-year player in the competition, by far. And I know that there's still 12 rounds to go and someone might put their hand up. But the kid, um, he, he won games of footy off his own boot uh, in the last couple of weeks. And it was it was tragic to see him go down. But I think that the Suns showing that they've improved their off-field staff, in, particularly in the men's program, uh, by uh, opting with the operation rather than just trying to butter him up and keep him going through the year. So he won't play again this year. Uh, but it's one of those years, put the queue in the rack and get him back next year. He's going to be a star. And probably, breaking news, you'll hear that uh, he'll be announcing a contract extension uh, in the coming weeks, which will be fantastic for him and fantastic for the Suns. Because I think I think it was a three-year deal he got anyway as an number one draft pick. So if he extends that by two, that locks him in for five years, which, uh, which is really exciting for the Gold Coast Suns supporters. Oh, mate, that'd be huge. Uh, Shane, I got a question that I hope you have the answer for because I don't. Can uh, Could Raul potentially win it two years in a row? Is that allowed? Is it not? Oh, geez, on, on notice, very short notice. I, I don't believe so. No, no, I think he'll have, he'll have one selection year. Um, you don't get a second crack at it. Um, and well, I think it'll be an interesting test. I don't know what the specific criteria are for the, was it the Norwich Rising Star still, Nico? What's it called these days? There was the Norwich Rising Star. There was the, uh, what was the, geez, what else was there? I can still call it the Norwich. What's it called now? The NAB, is it the NAB Rising Star now? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. NAB, right. Yeah. I'd be interested to know about the, the criteria. If it's, I don't know how, I've never actually sat down and watched the, the count, so I'm sure it'd be riveting viewing and um, maybe we can do a live live feed this year. But just around whether it's a, is it a round by round thing or is it more of an overall, you know, capture of that player's performance that's nah, not because i saw points, something right? yeah it does i saw something in the paper today that someone said that Jaden stevenson won it with 27 votes a couple of years ago right and uh and rouse already on 30 so i don't understand what that means because i thought it was voted on by footy experts um at the end of the year like a five four three two one setup but more of like I, a resilience test as to yeah was, play every game and put this way um excels in four games so Anyway, but he's he's a star. He's a gun. Um, the Gold Coast taking the, the softy softy approach is absolutely wise, and and um, for a, an organisation that hasn't made many wise decisions, that is right up there. So good on you, Stewie Jew, and um, good luck to the fella. Big fan of Stewie Jew. Um, let's move on, gents. The Western Bulldogs just are uh, kicking into gear. I think we all picked this one, luckily. Uh, but um, getting it well done over North Melbourne. So North Melbourne, um, fringe eight at best. I don't think they make it. Um, Shane, what are you, what's your what's your thoughts here, mate? Uh, big Joshy Bruce getting a bag, obviously. But um, a cheeky, a cheeky half dozen. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean. But, but there's, a, there's a question, right? So he plays one breakout game. Harsh, I know. But everyone's already like, oh, Dixon's fallen off and he's the go-to. <sighs> Supporters yeah. have very short memories, that's all. But um, oh, Shane, okay. mate, thoughts on both teams? Uh, yeah, doggies were excellent. I, I can't um, I can't comprehend that uh, Reese Shaw and the, the selection committee bought Cunnington in for, I don't know how long he played, but it wasn't much. Um, it may have put his ability to come back and impact on the team in the coming weeks in... Serious jeopardy, 
You talk about Cunnington then? Cunnington, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I don't get it. Like if, if he's got a significant back injury, then maybe you just need to um, he's not getting younger. He plays a, a very physical kind of game. If he's not right, he's not right. Um, and sometimes you just don't listen to the, the athlete. If he says he's right, then you need to get the uh, the second and third opinions because he's uh, a dominant player for that group and um, he uh, by disappearing so quickly, um, they were flat. They were um they were easy beats. And uh, the doggies, um, moving it quickly into to Bruce, um, he was excellent. He's always been a, a beautiful kick. Takes a clunk, goes back, knocks it through. Um, six of the finest. And Lockie Hunter coming back this week after his, his minor little uh, detour in his vehicle. Um, so they're getting better. They're moving well. Um, they're an exciting team to watch. The only thing concerning for myself, and to be fair, it was very, very early in the game. I think it was Smith. He got absolutely poleaxed um in the first quarter um but he had a teammate right next to him so if he if you turn into nick help me out here but if you turn into a tackle and you got your own teammates around you, you have no idea what's going on that suggests to me to be extremely poor communication uh on account of the bulldogs but they pulled it together and um you know were quite dominant can they blame the crowd for the uh the, they mightn't have heard the call with the noise if it, that, that if that was a channel seven game where they just played the loud stuff just continuously over the top which doesn't which that's something from the melbourne and richmond game was just absurd how loud that fake crowd was yeah. it was almost it was almost reminiscent of the old grove live days with the, with the canned laughter every time peter hallier said something which was 20 20 humorous so um my takeaways from the doggies here was isn't it funny in the footy world how this happens so in round one when collingwood spanked western bulldogs all the talk was that the western bulldogs are just shocking so some coronavirus weeks plus the weeks of football gone. All the articles this week were about the wheels are off at Collingwood and the Western Bulldogs. It's almost back to their premiership best. In addition, in round one, Brody Grundy gave Tim English a bar. Like he, he took his own bar of soap and, and scrubber out there and gave him a decent uh, a going over. Now the articles in the paper are about all the things that Brody Grundy lacks in his game and Tim English was the number one ranked player on the ground. That's young rough in the league. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 it's, it's honestly Ruckman. If only if only if only eighty five percent of the football media lost their jobs through the coronavirus. Like because oh, yeah, I, I, we'll go back through over the, this catalogue and see all the absurd things that we've said. A couple of things, <laughs> a couple of things that we've said more recently have you know a bit of pungent point to them. But yeah, the doggies they're a good side, and that's why I was shocked in round one when Collingwood belted them. I said, "Give me the cup now." But uh, yeah, how, how how quickly things change. Uh, as per the housing commission areas in Victoria at the moment. And shout out to them. Uh, Nick, let's move on to uh, the Gabatron Brisbane Lions. 12-13, kicking still uh, not there, obviously, but absolutely smashing Port Adelaide uh, in the top of the table clash. I think a lot of people expected there to be a little bit more competitive spirit, as it were, but um, Lions look very, very good, and I think there's a lot of improvement left in them. Yeah, they play, they play probably what I said the other day about the Suns uh, a few weeks ago, about they're, they're good to watch as much as this hurts today, um, although there's not much left in Brisbane from the days when they beat up on Collingwood in a couple of grand finals. But they're actually really, really good to watch. Um, and I know that we've harped a bit on Charlie Cameron, but it was interesting to see during the week that people were saying, you know, is he the number one small forward in the game? Um, and I'll 
keep harking back to. He's been Adelaide's biggest loss in recent times, inclusive of Patrick Dangerfield. But Port Adelaide were the team to beat, weren't they, on top of the ladder? And then I saw Chris Fagan speak beautifully today, which he does, uh, and spoke about that uh, now that Brisbane are there, all the talks on Brisbane. So, I mean, it's one into the next, isn't it? It's what headline you can you can grab. But Brisbane are playing really good footy. Port Adelaide is still a good side. Uh, they just had a, they just had an off day, probably winding down, coming towards the end of their hub time up here in Queensland. But who would have thought that the two most exciting teams to watch so far this year have been Brisbane and the Gold Coast, and you've got eight teams in Queensland, community football in Queensland starting up, AFL Queensland staff are doing good things. Is this serious? Like, it's 2020. What a bloody year. Unbelievable. And, and how really? are the NRL teams going up here? The, the Bob, oh. the Broncos, the Titans are an absolute bloody rabble, and uh, AFL is, is tuning up. Exciting. And the TV, the TV ratings, so the TV ratings are 20, 25% up or something like that with the AFL um, over the rugby league. Now, some of your rugby league nufties, which I'll head back to work uh, next week and, and, and hear their take on things and say that, uh, oh, because of the Q Cup and, and whatever. But at the end of the day, it shows you how bad rugby league is because we're probably talking about how ordinary the footy is to watch at the moment. And people are choosing to watch ordinary Australian rules over. Uh, the Titans and Broncos, who are both bloody horrendous. And great for the 15% of the AFL Queensland staff that kept their jobs. Amen. <laughs> Queensland AFL up and about. Uh, Shana, let's move on to a team that is far from up and about. I don't know how much lower they can get, brother, but Adelaide Crows look uh, disinterested. They, they, they look like a team playing with no confidence at all. Mm. Um, I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I don't have any answers. No, I just know no, that they need, no. they need to change something. But they, um, haven't, they haven't bottomed out, Nathan. And that's, that's yeah. the, the scary thing. They they haven't. Um, there's still some toilers. They brought the, the Crouch brothers were back out there um, doing their thing, getting way too many touches and being generally ineffective. Can we get some percentage? What's the percentage? What was there? Let me quickly look at that. I'd love to see what their disposal efficiency was. But um, but Freo are exciting. Freo are playing a very fresh, energised brand of footy. Um, back this week, um, which is going to give them a bit more leadership. But they were on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Uh, they made viewing fairly hard, but um, it, was a, it, was a, it was a tough game to, to toil through. Um, the Crows, just, they need to get home. Uh, and I think Port do as well. Port got, got to the end of their run. Um, and I think they're ready for uh, a little bit of uh, time back in Adelaide. So um, it'll be interesting to see um, how low Adelaide gets, but um, good thing Rashudo's kept out of the media. Um, they're a rabble. Um, they're sort of on the way of a rebuild, but um, they're, they're nowhere near complete and, and really refreshing um, the the whole place. So uh, it'll be a be, be a long year, mate. It'll be a very long year, mate. I think it'll be a long. I think it'll be a long decade. Personally, they look. Look, I, it's it's never good seeing a team like this, but they they just look dejected, mm. um, and and I struggle to think of where's their where's their leadership coming from. Yeah, well, not Tex Walker. Yeah. So for so see Big Texas, the cues in the rack for Texas, some mystery injury that he's got. Um, that's the mystery injury at local football, which you call um, go and play at midday, or maybe just carry the drinks this week. But Shane, can I change that? Because these are two teams which are completely insignificant when it comes to where the competition's headed. Um, we heard a bit about Sam McClure broke the story about what the, the, the depths of despair the players went through on that bloody camp. 
What's 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 the worst experience you've had on a football camp, Shane? Am I putting you on the spot? No. On a footy camp. What's the worst experience that you've been through on a footy camp? And if there's any loyal um, listeners or viewers, just uh, slide into our DMs to tell about. And Nathan, can you're across those, Nathan? But if if you want to think, Shane, I can talk about mine. I can certainly recall what mine was because I was up there. Over... Mine really impacts on you, Nicholas, and it, it's uh, you being that the person out there at the, uh, the the first wave break. And mm. I not a strong swimmer, um, but I thought there would have to be a case where I'd have to put my hand up as the the captain of the club at the time to head out the back and, and capture a, a gentleman who was out the back and, uh, and waiting to be collected um, from a, a fairly fairly torrid set of waves forthcoming. It was three, it was, was it, yeah, let's be honest here. I, I, I say it was three metres swell. Was it at least two and a half? Like, seriously, it was oh, big swell. <laughs> I'm not a regular beach goer, mate, but yeah, it could have been four. Yeah, that was, it, was, it was like pipeline. It was um, powerful. It was powerful. They were, they, were, they, were, they were some big dumpers. And the reality yeah. is that... I was put in a very awkward position by a former AFL player playing at our football club at the time who told me uh, in not so polite words that I was to get on the ski board and get out the, of the surf uh, or my position in the team or the leadership group or whatever the buzz thing was at the time. Um, and I did all the hard work and go out the back. And then once I got the back, I just put the arm up and just did the come and get me. And everyone was laughing, thinking I was taking the piss and I, I had no intention to make my way back in, and the uh, the surf lifesavers come and, and rescued me. Um, that's that sounds like pretty mild compared to what the Adelaide players went through. I certainly wasn't racially taunted. No one held me um, against my will. There was no weaponry. Um, the bit about the players getting targeted with things that um, were offensive to them that's footy clubs. So I think that's a bit precious by the crows. But at the end of the day, you've got two footy clubs in Fremantle. I mean, James Ash is playing for Fremantle. I mean, James Ash walked into your footy club tomorrow, Shane. Would he be playing at two o'clock or twelve o'clock on Saturday? <laughs> Mate, I, I don't. I, I don't know probably, if it's probably, um, probably, probably probably doubling up. But anyway, that's a different story. I, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's. Uh, uh, I think it d- depends on context, doesn't it? I mean, if some of these um, taunts, you know, if they were extremely personal, that only. Um, the club's leadership, whether it be leadership team or whether it be management uh, or coaching staff, if it was privileged information and it, and it was then brought out in this environment, I mean, to me, mate, that's a betrayal. Well, the, well, the only thing that would be off record would be if you've sat there with a counsellor and you've been counselled on, on, a, on a personal issue and that information was then taken by someone who's qualified where it's against, that's against code to then go and, uh, distribute that information. That's that's absolutely not on. And if that was the case, I know the players have left the club. You go to the AFLPA, and those people wouldn't be employed. I know there's a lot of people who have been wiped out of that footy club. Um, but surely the general banter of stuff that's 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 your that's your two nights a week at training, and then your, your Saturday night drinks at a, at a normal footy club. So I know at AFL levels a little bit different. So there might be some pressures there. But you're right, Nathan. Um, if they've crossed a line, this 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 is not going to be the last we've heard of it. And compounding that is the fact they're not going to win. Like I can't see, like I cannot see them winning a game of football. And What's just to quickly add? There's a in a, a very litigious age that we're in. Um, what happens when um, one of the players um, suffers with depression post post finishing up, and oh. they they then point back and say, "Well, that was the that was the essence. That was the the, the creation of of the angst and the." 
um, the concern I have with my own welfare. Um, it's exactly the same with the bombers, with the infections, all these sorts of things. Um, very real. Yeah, fair enough. All right, let's move on, gents, because we could talk about that for the next 20 minutes. We've got 19 of them left. Um, so Richmond getting it done over Melbourne, who were poor in the second half. Uh, Shane, brother, let's bring you in. Um, what's your take here, mate? More Richmond, less Melbourne? Um, and are Richmond going to be thereabouts back into the year? They will be. They will be. There's there's still enough quality there. Um I'm, I'm dismayed a little bit by by how they reacted to the relocation um, up to the sunny Gold Coast, staying in some uh, plush uh, five-star hotel while there's uh, a lot of other people in worse positions. But um, look, I I trust that they're it's on trust at the moment. They're not playing well. They weren't playing well this time last year. Um, they'll come home. I expect them to come home, similar to what they did last year. Um, you can't write off that that track record of, of excellent performance in the second half of the year and then leading into September, October, whatever we're going to call it this year. So um, four points. Melbourne are, are average. They're rudderless. It's a, it's a really difficult team to, to watch at the moment. So Tigers, four points up to the Goldie. See how they go. Fair enough. Uh, Nico, mate, there's a lot of injury, injuries coming out of the Tigers camp from this one. Uh, and Melbourne, what did you say, Shane? Rudderless is fair. What did you say? Av- average? What did you? Oh, I could say a couple of other things, mate. But it's. Uh, I was going to say you've you've got your rose-coloured glasses on there. But um, anyway, uh, Nick Richmond, few injuries coming out. Um, big Tommy Lynch. How long is Lynch out for? With the broken. Broken hand. Uh, the greats come back from broken hands with uh, four to six weeks. So we'll see how Tommy goes. Funny that he's back on the Gold Coast, isn't it? Right. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Um, but uh, no, I, I, well, so this is the Tigers did enough, and yeah, the six or seven guys that won't be playing for a while from 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 that game. But but Simon Goodwin inherits a side that Paul Ruse shapes, molds, and gels, and takes them to a prelim final in his first year. They fall off the cliff last year, and they're no better this year. His coaching record is similar to one of the worst coaches at AFL level in Mark Neild. Uh, who lasted five minutes, one of Mick Malthouse's assistant coaches at Collingwood through his glory days. And I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but I think another person who was a very ordinary coach at AFL level in Dean Bailey, who also coached that football club, he's heading down a similar road to there. Melbourne have no money, and Goodwin's still got two or three years left to go. This could just get really yuck, really yuck. Um, and I did see that uh, Cho Danaher was linked to Melbourne today. So they've bought in... Uh, Lever. They've bought in May. Um, they, they missed out on Hill. Hill would have been a handy get for them through the midfield with a bit of bit of outside run. Uh, but they're no good. The Tigers did enough to get the win. Um, but yeah, the, the Melbourne story is this, this, this is probably going to be the year that there's going to be an enormous gap between the, the top and the bottom, uh, more so than ever before. So I'd include the last two clubs we spoke about in Adelaide and Fremantle um, and the Ds. But the Tigers give an opportunity to blood some of these guys. Let's hope that Jack Rewalt stops whinging about everything. He does have his uh, a radio show. He does. He's just a whinger. Whinge, 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 old uh, Jackie boy. And now he's got his own show on um, on SEN on Monday nights, and they take talkback callers. So uh, like the old NIRS day, Shane, we'll be chucking the number on private and be giving Jackie a call. And uh, just to see if he really wants to – does he really want to be playing football up here in the Sunshine State? I know that he's very, very pale-skinned. He must, it might get a bit too burnt up here or something. Oh, well, kicked his, yeah. he won his Coleman up here, didn't he? Against an absolutely dreadful former version of your side, Nathan. But um, yeah, <laughs> let's see how it goes. The the genuine talkback 
Mm, very exciting. Fair enough. Uh, moving on to the last game of last week, GWS just finding some form. Um, look, I'm still not sold on them, to be honest. I think they'll get a lot of wins. They'll obviously make finals. They'll probably scrape top four. Uh, but back end of the year where it counts, I reckon they'll uh, choke. But, um, mate, Shane, 83. Now, interesting, there was only four, uh, a difference of four scoring uh, shots between uh, the two sides here, but a gap of 39. So, uh, quick mathematicians. Anyway, but, um, mate, GWS, they do look good, to be fair. Um, how, how do you rate them at the moment? Yeah, look, I think one of the, and um, I'll have to refer to our, our resident statistician, Lenny, um, but there was such efficiency, them going forward, um, the, the number of forward entries, I think there might have been a differential of, say, three or four um, of forward entries to scoring shots. So they're going in with purpose. They're going in with their prime movers, uh, you know, being on the end of a, a Whitfield or a, or a Kelly kick, um, similar to what some of the uh, the former Springwood greats would have received from the, from myself. But um, it, it was a really um, uh, clean performance. Um, Hawthorne are okay. They're, they're thereabouts. They're having a, a pretty good year, but uh, Fredericks and Sydney were efficient. They were good at the footy. Um, they did the job, and um, Cameron coming into a little bit of form, which is always it's always nice to see in that last quarter. Um, but yeah, Green, Whitfield, Coniglio, these sort of guys, they're they're pretty impressive. They're in the top twenty across the league. So um, yeah, see them fly. Obviously, the the McAvoy to half back thing, um, Kaiko's pulled the pin on that. So played a bit more time in the middle. Went forward, kicked a couple of snags. Uh, I just, I just don't. He just looks awkward down the back line. Uh, but Nathan, what I will say about about the Giants, uh, former Collingwood Premiership player Heath Shaw, he is a star. He just his leadership, his voice, his direction, and the way that he uses the football. Uh, if they're looking at getting rid of him just because they look him up and see that he's born in a certain year, I find that incredibly silly. I think Heath can keep going beyond this year. I know that he was going to hang him up last year if they won the flag, uh, and he's gone again this year. If they win the flag, he'll probably say that's a, a good way to go out. Like the great SK Warren, you go out while there's still a bit of um, fire uh, burning. But he's going swimmingly. I think most of the games he's played this year, his disposal efficiency has been above 80, and he gets it 20 times. I know there's a lot of stuff deep defensive 50, but he still takes intercept marks. He still chops in front of big blokes. I think the big heater... Um, if he, if he wants to come out to Collingwood, I think we'll take him at the moment. If mm. Lyndon Dunn's the next best backman coming in, we'll take Heater back. So, yeah, the Giants are a very good football side and they are going to be there about. So we talk about we've wedged about 10 teams into a top six situation. They'll be at the pointy end when it matters, I think. Yeah, you bang on. I'm really intrigued to see how they go uh, this finals campaign. But um, let's move on to the tips, gents. Uh, <laughs> and as I... Uh, you know, very honestly said, I've got no idea where we're sitting because I haven't even looked at them. But um, Geelong versus uh, Brisbane Lions. Shano, big match for the Lions. I think uh, I think they'd be looking to make a statement, surely. Kick straighter. But uh, if they could put on, you know, a solid 40 on top of Geelong, I think that would uh, do them the world of good. I'm mm. going to go the Lions, but um, who are you backing, brother? I'll, uh, I'll go the Cats at... Uh... Uh, at the SCG, Geelong versus SCG. How, how interesting. But, um, yeah. Good, Shane. I like your thinking. Now, I reckon in Brisbane, I haven't got any stats on this. I don't think Brisbane have a good record at the SCG, but the last thing I can see in my head of, um, of Brisbane playing at the SCG, 
I can see it being muddy and I can see Lynchy running around. So they've probably played there since then. Uh, but I think that uh, I'm going to go with the Cats and good value there at 235. Shout out to our gamblers. Uh, all right, so moving on, Nico, your boys versus Hawthorne. Yeah, just to not disappoint myself, I'm going to tip Hawthorne here. I did see that uh, through the uh, the telecommunication devices that uh, young Will Kelly, son of Craig, will make his debut for the Pies. Now, if he's anything like his old man, uh, he's he has a, he's going to have a go and a, and a real crack. That's all you can ask for for, for young kids coming into the side. Um, but uh, yeah, the, we need to win to stay on a positive ledger. But I'm just going to tip the Hawks to not be disappointed when we sit here this time next week. That's 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 legit. You're tipping Hawthorne. Well, if I was my my head says Hawthorne and my heart will always say Collingwood, but um, I think that like we've got a pretty bad record against the Hawks. Um, yeah. So we're playing poor now. You've got to look. And I, I know the Hawks got beaten last week. On form alone, it's it's hard to go with either way. But I'll go with head and go Hawthorne. Fair enough, Shano. Uh, pies, pies. I think they they've copped it enough over the the last couple of days. Um, they'll travel. They'll unite and. Uh, I think they'll come off uh, and, um, and take them out. Fair enough. Uh, moving on, St. Kilt, well, Fremantle versus St. Kilda here. I'm going to go to the Saints. Shane, are you guys looking all right? Where are you going? Uh, I'm going the Saints. Yep, go the Saints. That's all I can say. I'm nervous, but bring on Saturday. All right. Nick, <laughs> wasn't confident. If St. Kilda don't win this, this uh-huh. could rival the game. This could rival the game when the uh, when St Kilda played Sydney at the SCG and there was an animal with plugger painted on it. There'll be another animal entering. The, there'll be another a- animal entering the field of play. St Kilda don't win this, surely. Shane. You've got to jump the. You've got to jump the fence. <laughs> if they lose, I will do something for the Up and About podcast. <laughs> and, uh, it'll. It won't be timid. Oh, I just our, I just saw our lives gone buncher. They want they, everyone. Everyone. There'll be a betting plunge on Frio. Everyone wants Frio to get up there. <laughs> <laughs> Get him 30 touches. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so, Nick, Saints? Please, yes, Saints. No um, West Coast to Pants, Adelaide Crows. Anyone going against that bet? This, this will be the first This will be the first three-figured result for the year. This will be 100. Shane? I, I actually thought that they'd gone home, but um, that six minutes of research didn't pay off. So, Eagle? Uh, <laughs> Eagles on a nice sunny deck on um, on the Gabba. They will they will play well. Kennedy for six plus. Yeah, fair play. Uh, moving on, Melbourne versus my boys, the Gold Coast Suns. So, uh, look, I think this will be tight up until um, five minutes five minutes to go in the third quarter. And I think Gold Coast will just kick in the gear because Melbourne don't know how to finish games. So, Gold Coast for mind, Nick. Suns at two twenty five. You could uh, if you rolled the Suns. At two twenty-five into uh, the cats at two thirty-five, yeah, I like that. I think the Suns will beat the D's. Absolutely, they're a better side. They should win. Shano, uh, um, I want the Suns to win. I want them to to do well. I I think the the Real thing was a bit of a, a, a quick response that they wanted to lift for their their young champ. Um, I don't know how they'll. They'll come out as a as a fresh brand without that that real bull on the inside. So, I'll go to the demons with Ooh. no spring. Oh, sorry, mate. Hey, hey, you, you don't have a track record. I can back. I can bank. So, 
you realise that Schwartz, Schwartz and Neitz are big outs for the for the Ds. And Miller coming off the uh, the emergency list. Yeah, Bradley's going to uh, keep up his point three of a average goal a game. Sorry, got... Nathan. Let's move on there to the Dons and the Kangaroos. The battle of the this is the COVID Cup. This is the two hotspots in Victoria, the northern suburbs of uh, of Victoria uh, of Melbourne, the city hub. This will be yeah, Essendon. The way they played last week should spank them up, Melbourne. They should they should belt them. Give them a real good touch up. I think you're bang on. Um... Obviously, a, a big, decent injury there for Essendon. But I think if they can string together a game that looked half as good as what they played in the week and they should be comfortable winners first, first uh, North Melbourne. Shano, where are you putting your vote? North Melbourne have lost their funk. Yeah, I know that the reshore effect has, has maybe uh, subsided somewhat, but um, it's still a good side to watch. They're, they're quite uh, yeah, quite attacking um, in, in ways. But um, no, the, the, the Dons were excellent last week and they should continue on. Righto. Uh, moving on, Port Adelaide versus GWS Giants. Mate, this will probably be the match of the round, I think. Port Adelaide yes, looking to uh, jump back in a big way. GWS, they do look good, to be fair. Um, mate, this will be a tough one. I might let you boys vote first. Nick, what do you think? Um, the big, big sound. I think the Giants, who would have thought that Metricon Stadium at 105 on a Sunday is hosting match of the round? That would have been paying in the hundreds at the start of the year to say that on yeah, Sunday, July 12, they're going to, you're going to match the round. We'll have a tick on this one. Well, yeah, dollar eighty for the Giants might boost that three ways. If we go, I'll get a price <laughs> for you. I'll, I'll get a price. I'll get a price before the end of the show. So we've got, if I, if I roll it in, so you keep talking, I'll get that price for you. No worries. Shano, uh, mate, uh, a big game, this one, big, big it game. It's huge. It's got some, some serious implications. Uh, so look, greater Western Sydney. Um, they were, they were stunning last week. They were they were really solid on a Sunday night. Um, I think that Port Adelaide was a bit of a blip in the radar. I, I don't think they're that average. Um, Charlie was down. Some of their kids were down. Their midfield wasn't um, wasn't humming. So I will uh, I will revert back to their form from previous weeks and jump on the power. I'm going to jump on GWS, mate. I'm still not convinced about Port Adelaide. I think they need to be tested a little bit more. But um, let's move on. Rich, no, no. Just the, I've got the number for us, boys. If you want to get on that, so we've got the uh, the Cats, the Suns, uh, and the Giants. Uh, Eight ninety five. That is a del- that's Nikki's multi of the week. Get on that. And if you roll that into, if you roll it into an e sports, let's go with the a couple of dollar threes. You can get that well into the twelve thirteen dollar area, guys. So we'll we'll check back on that one. Is this now a regular segment? Is it going to be sponsored soon? Uh, oh, if it gets up, I won't tell you the I won't tell you the betting agency we're going with because um, <laughs> they haven't stopped giving me. I'll well, call you. Mate. Don't worry about it. I'll call you. Free bets. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Richmond uh, versus Sydney. Sydney, <sighs> Richmond, Shane. Richmond just. I don't think they'll travel well. I, I I've got concerns about how they're going to. Uh, Deal with the first couple of weeks of, of being up here on this uh, this awful winter condition that we deal with, but um, just yep. Nick, uh, sorry, we're just putting that uh, multi on there, guys. Um, <laughs> rolled in. Yeah, I, look, Sydney are that bad. Richmond could play their VFL side against them, so um, Richmond. 
Fantastic. Uh, and last match of the round, Carlton. They look a lot better, to be fair. Carlton fans, you got a lot to look forward to. But um, versus Western Bulldogs, the Western Bulldogs will get the job done comfortably. Shana? Not comfortably. 14 points, but yes. Nick? Comfortably, Nathan, I'm with you. The Doggies um, playing very nice football and Carlton are just, uh, they're too up and down the blue, but the the blue baggers, too up and that's exactly how I said it. That's how they're playing. I can't Ooh. wait to chop that one up. But um, yeah, Jens, <laughs> what's, uh, what's, where does your short pass go this week, Jens? I'm going to fire mine off. I've already done it. Matty Rao, give him the rising star. Why not? Give it to him two years in a row. Give it to him 10 years in a row. It doesn't matter. Give him the rising star. Nick, where's your short pass going? Yep, as you can see by my name, my short pass this week's going to a man who I've admired and respected and backed in to the hilt uh, for a number of years now, but he's probably had a, he's had a pretty shocking fortnight. Eddie Maguire. Ed, just have a rest, mate. Just uh, put the feet up, put the slippers on, put the pipe in the mouth, literally. Um, you've, you've made our football club look silly and um, people... When you're out there the way you are, mate, people gun for you. Um, on a very, very small scale, I know exactly how you feel. So just retreat, relax, let the footballers play football, let the coaches coach. You just keep giving us the great updates on the hot breakfast regarding COVID-19 and um, just cue in the rack sort of stuff just for the next little period because you do provide great stuff and you're very good for the game, but your last fortnight's been ordinary. Shane? Short pass. Yeah, look, there, there seems to be uh, the Pumas, the, the Springwood Pumas, uh, my my team, my community football team um, in Australian rules football, are, uh, are heading down the road to play a local derby. I haven't played a local derby in quite some time against the, the Beanley Buffaloes. And uh, I understand there's a, a bit of a, a watch out at the moment for a couple of the, the former Springwood players who now call Beanley home. So short pass is that there's going to be a little bit of a little bit of spike, a little bit of fire in the belly of some of those uh, those pumas coming down to Douth Park at um, Beanley on Saturday. And you'll be there, Shane, to watch it. That's fantastic. Uh, you'll be I'll there. I'll be calling in uh, via Zoom and uh, seeing how the boys go. So there's, there's, is, there COVID <laughs> is there COVID restrictions that don't allow you to attend the game? or? That's right. Yeah, Nick. Yeah. So I've got a, I actually have a, an alternate commitment um, down at Metricon. My so you've delivered a short pass uh, about something you're passionate about. The community of, yep, yep. Shout, like out, shout out to uh, shout out to local yep. footy. All right, gents, let's wrap it up. But um, always a pleasure. Nick, Shane, enjoy. Shane, enjoy Metricon. Cheers for the invite. Midweek tea. <laughs> Midweek teas, guys. Midweek teas. Get around there.